Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. It's October 8th, 2021. I'm Hank for Shrink Money Advice. So this topic of anxiety related to COVID, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've experienced the past two weeks or week and uh, and then bring it in the end to to sort of what I think it means for for my investments and perhaps you can think about yours. Just to start, I, I am a psychologist bracket retired here in Ontario. So in, in this is the new term we're supposed to use, I'm supposed to use because that just happened this past week. So psychologist bracket retired. I'm not giving you any clinical advice. I'm simply telling you how someone with 31 years of experience in that field sort of sees what's happening around us and how I use those interpretations to help me with investing. So yesterday, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you a number of stories just so you can kind of understand. I've always collected data. This is, when I say data, I, I, I'm really talking about observations. And back in the day when I did a lot of traveling for business, I was getting a cab and we used a lot of cabs before Uber came along. And I just asked cab drivers how they're doing, questions about what they're doing, how they're investing, how their families are, how's the economy, how's their business, what's their business plan. And if it was a long enough trip, I'd get a lot of information on just that industry in that community, whether it's a large community like Toronto. Usually it'd be a place like Toronto, but sometimes it'd be a... You know, a community out west when I'd go out hunting real estate or whatever. And that would give me a piece of data that I would sort of wonder about. It, it wouldn't be the only thing I'd make a decision on, or certainly I wouldn't make a decision based on that data, even if I talked to five or ten cab drivers. But I would just simply look around, keep my eyes open, and try to learn from what I saw. In keeping with that theme, yesterday I'm involved in the business, it's called the BIA, Business Improvement Association in my community, mainly because we own a small property on the main street uh, that's a co-working space. It's a something that my company put together, and it's a it's an incredible space, about 220 square feet. It's uh, We charge $50 a month for members to come in and use it and have high-speed internet, and during COVID, because it's a small space, you've had to go online, use an app, and book the whole building. So we've kept our our membership down to a you know very very usable group that love the space and we have uh, space sponsors who make uh, most of it run efficiently and we um, we're pretty much close to break even which is exciting and we also have rooftop solar so it's a cool little building in the downtown here in uh, Plano, Ontario. So the yesterday I heard that 
there all the Santa Claus parades for our area have been canceled. There's no Santa Claus parades because of COVID. Just just keep that in the back of your mind. Forget forget whether you agree with it or not. <clears throat> forget about anything. Just take that fact. It's true. The second thing that happens, and this happens to me pretty much daily, is if I'm walking down the street, even though I'm doubly vaxxed, I don't wear my mask outside. Don't like it. I don't think it's healthy. I just want to breathe some air, and I don't think I'm a risk to anyone. Um, I notice that a significant number of people wear their masks walking outside, and when they see me coming, they do a U-turn, cross the street, or basically almost lean up against the wall as if someone, you know, back in public school when the teacher would tell you to go lean up against the wall because you did something inappropriate. They would lean up against the wall and I walk, and I just, it's just weird. So there, there's a lot of that going on. Also, a couple of weeks ago, I went to tour <clears throat> one of our commercial buildings and one of the issues we like to look at, we like to go in, you know, a couple times a year unannounced or with very little notice and just walk around and see how the buildings are doing. Now, you have to give notice, obviously, but I'm saying we're not doing this months in advance. A few days in advance, we say, you know, we're, we like to come in and do a quick walk through the building. These are commercial buildings. Don't want to talk about where because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But in going through the buildings, uh, there was a, a real palatable sense of anxiety. Uh, in both cases, we, we were fairly, I guess you'd say, large group. There was four to six of us that would walk through the building. And um, people would say, well, we're just uncomfortable with that many people walking through our building. We'd say, well, we're, we're all doubly vaxxed. I mean, we all talked about that before we went in. Everybody didn't have to disclose that, but they agreed to. And I said, I'd be happy to show you my, you know, I'm very proud of the way I've got my PDF on my phone. But in both places we walked through, they didn't, they didn't want to see it. They wanted our names and so on in case there was an outbreak so they could contact us. But they didn't want to know that we were all doubly. And it didn't seem to matter. But there was a palpable, there was just, you could feel the anxiety in the air and the sort of disdain and distrust, distrust, the mistrust for us to go through. Just yesterday we heard of the uh, Montreal Canadian goalie who said he needed time away because of anxiety. I was in the floral shop, actually just yesterday, the floral shop, and uh, they were extremely busy, and they said to me, well, unfortunately, we have some funerals we have to do this week, and we're sort of under the gun, and as I was getting the flowers, I said, well, I hope, you know, it's sad at any time when someone passes, but I hope the people that passed, you know, lived a good life, and they're not young, and the person said to me, well, the, this group, yes, they, they've had great lives, and they're almost celebrations, but two weeks ago, we had a group of suicides. Now, I live in a small community, and so I thought about, you know, I, I don't want to put too much into one piece of data, but, you know, how often did this happen before? I don't remember it happening. So when I put all that together, every little event that I just told you about that happened in the past two weeks to me, I conclude the following way. Remember, Henry Speck, psychologist, bracket, retired. Here's what I think. There's a great deal of confusion. We've taken away what we knew to be true and stable. I have no idea what the rules are for Thanksgiving. In Canada, we're celebrating Thanksgiving on Monday. We, we do it on Sunday. 
And I was going to the grocery store this morning early to pick up a lot, uh, a few things, and they were talking about some rule where you can only have, I think it's 25 in your house and 100. I'm thinking, well, who's got 100 people to have a Thanksgiving dinner? But anyway, it, it, it induces this sense of here are the new rules for the weekend. So as humans, we rely on structure, predictability, truth, and security. If we're not secure, we can't engage in high-level thinking. We can't work to help others. We care less about our environment. We care less about all that is out there. And, and what I think is important, even though, I mean, I had mixed feelings when the goalie came out yesterday and talked about needing help. I think, you know, that's great. That, but I, I, I'm always concerned about confidentiality, and I think a person should be able to go get help without anyone knowing. But for whatever reason it came out, the player thought it was important to be a leader, and I appreciate that to help educate others that it's okay to ask for help. In fact, it's a sign of strength. But it's every Canadian, and I'm assuming North American and worldwide person, who maybe, if you aren't anxious about survival, you're constantly being bombarded with the concept that, you know, even though you're vaccinated now, you still could get COVID, and even though the you know, the likelihood of you not doing well with it if you're vaccinated or not is not really significant. You still need to be worried, cautious, and do all these different things depending on where you are. So we have a collective state of anxiety. We're all feeling it. If not, we're fighting it. And I find myself, I mean, I do seven days of cardio every day. I, I start the day with, um, you know, gratitude. And then I do my cardio, and then I get to work, and I do all the other things, and I still find myself every day having to deal with this creeping level of anxiety that pops up about, you know, I just went into this situation. I just went to, I just came back from the grocery store ten minutes ago before doing this podcast. I didn't run into anybody. I have, obviously I follow all the rules, wear my mask, blah blah. Um, there was nobody in the grocery store. I did that not because. Of COVID, just because Thanksgiving here in Canada is a crazy time in the grocery store, and I wanted to get through it early. But I still thought about it in the parking lot when I was coming out with my groceries. I took my mask off, and and a person did like a UE around me, like we're talking 50 feet just to get away from me. Now maybe they would have done that anyway. I don't know. But all I'm thinking about is, you know, I'm sorry you're so anxious about this. So this is what our reality is. And I don't think this is going away. What people don't understand is when you cancel a, a Santa Claus parade, it's not about the Santa Claus parade. It's the message you're sending to families and children. You need to be afraid. And what we know about child development is that children are sponges, as I talk about in, in the parenting book I wrote some time ago. Children are sponges. They soak in whatever we put around them. And right now, our children are soaking in high levels of anxiety. You need to be careful. And think about it. Children need to soak things in to survive, historically. If parents are anxious or caregivers are anxious and you're a child and you're not anxious, you may not survive. So it is functional. It's helpful in certain situations. But right now, we're in a situation where we have collective anxiety. And what does that mean for you? And if we pull away from the human side, and hopefully if... You're experiencing it, you're doing exercise, you're, you're eating properly, <clears throat> you're seeking out mental health help if it's becoming difficult, or even do a mental health checkup. It's okay to go and just say, I need an hour with someone just to make sure I'm okay. 
That's very helpful. And most clinicians that I've worked with would appreciate that type of an appointment to help keep you from becoming more concerned and more upset. And here's what I think the themes are for me coming out of this. Traditional is going to matter. Stability is a huge craving of people. So I was thinking today, you know, if there was a diner somewhere that offered really good comfort food with traditional music maybe and just good old-fashioned food, I'm thinking of, you know, great pot roast with apple pie and ice cream. That would be killer. And also the search to find real truth, some kind of stability, because we don't know what that is, we, especially when it comes to this, this, this virus that's out there. We don't know whether we can trust the science that says when you've had COVID, you have immunity. Other people say that's not true. You don't. And there's all kinds of arguments. And then you see the statistic that in the United States, the number of people that have perished from COVID is now equal to what it was this year to what it was last year. I can't, I, I can't explain it. I don't understand it. So people are going to want, and, and I know this happened initially with COVID because of uh, shutdowns, plant their own gardens, build an oasis in their home. Space continues to be the major theme in what we look at. People want space. And we, when we began building our student properties, the last round, just as COVID was starting to hit, we realized that we it would be very helpful, although initially we did this to increase the quality, is to provide an ensuite bathroom for every person who is in any of our buildings, any of our duplexes. They have brand new, um, they're brand new student purpose buildings for university students, but each, each room has its own bathroom, private bathroom, so that person is safe and knows they have that stability. That if they have to isolate or if they want to stay away from others, they can simply go to their room and they don't have to leave very often. So, so there is there is that aspect. Uh, land, things that have traditional value. So I could go on, but uh, I mean, I I think a thing to accept and appreciate, and, and this again comes from my past history as a clinician, is that you're going to feel anxious because you're around it every day. I'm around it when I mean when I walk down a small town street here. I'm around it in the grocery store. Children are now being exposed to it. And this is now a generational change. Just as our parents may have talked about wars, which certainly were a different level of, of um, international and national crisis. And um, we're going to talk about this one. This is going to impact what we do as people for the remainder of our lives and, and generations that are coming. Children now are going to remember this when they're teenagers, when they're adults, when they're seniors. Now, the, the number that we see, and this is the final point I'll make, is that some 75% of Canadians over the age of, I believe it's 61, to age in place. They have no intention of going into any nursing, retirement, assisted living facility or institution. None whatsoever. And I'm part of that group. And I totally understand it. The fundamental problem is, if you ask a person in that group, how are you planning for it? They kind of give you that look. 
<laughs> and I'll talk about something I'm working on on that issue. But that is a fundamental structural change that's coming from this anxiety and has really just magnified what we always knew about seniors' care in this country and in North America. Unlike some countries where seniors are, you know, are prized and treated with respect, that's not something we see in North America or in this country. So I will let you go with this, hoping that you, wherever you are, if you're in Canada or the United States or around the world, be thankful even if it's not your Thanksgiving, as it is here in Canada. And I ask that you start each day with, with, with gratitude, gratefulness for what you are able to have and accomplish and be with. And, the, and second part to that is please do some cardio. Start your day with cardio every morning. We all hate it. I hate it. Make sure you're healthy to exercise. Talk to your doctor if you aren't. Do an online consult with your doctor. Oh, and by the way, that's another thing that I think we're all experiencing um, with varying degrees of success is the virtual medicine push that's going to be happening once the technology is introduced to our homes where you not only will see a doctor, but the doctor will see your vitals and all the other things that they need to see to do a proper assessment. So I'm Hank for Shrink Money Advice. You have an amazing week. We'll talk soon. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 